All right, Brian, uh, like we said at the beginning of the show, Brandon Cooks had his breakout performance. Thanks largely, I think, to us. Um, you know, we, we, we got to take a lot of the credit, I, I think, for that. Um, you know, we, Has anybody we've thanked seen... you yet for that? Is anybody no, not, not, anybody not texted yet. you and said thank you for all this? Not, not yet. Uh, I'm, I don't I'm, expect they will. I, I was, I was going to leave my address on a little note card on McCarthy's uh, – on, on his little stand. Uh, they are way the press smarter conference. than us, Bobby. That, that way he just knew to, to write me. I'm just kidding, y'all. Like, yeah, there, there's, there's good people over there in that building doing yeah, great they, work. We're just having fun are. here. But we did. We, we talked a lot, not just here. There was a lot of discussion in general uh, about, and I don't think it was any football savant thing on our part. There was a lot of discussion from people watching the Cowboys saying, you've got to take advantage of things down the field. You've got to take advantage of the middle of the field. You need to let Dak open things up there. I think there were probably players, including Dak Prescott, who expressed that themselves. So, they're the ones who probably get the credit for actually moving the needle, but Brandon Cooks gets more involved. CeeDee Lamb, they start targeting a little bit more. Uh, you're seeing them push things on offense. Uh, there are just these things that have occurred during the season where, where this Cowboys coaching staff appears to be pretty receptive to the feedback that they get from their players and, and from people within the building. They're willing to make some changes. So, Brian, as we take a look at things and where the Cowboys stand right now, 6-3, and three, in all likelihood, it's not out of the question yet, but in all likelihood, you are going to play a road playoff game. I think this is a team that makes playoffs. You're likely going to, as it stands now, going to be on the road um, because the Philly is New on Orleans track right, right now. now. We got New Orleans. Philly, uh, I believe it's it's New Orleans or San Francisco, but you're you're on track to basically be in on on a road playoff game. And this is a team right now, Brian. That I don't know that I ever would have thought I would have said this about AT and T Stadium. It's become such an advantage for the Cowboys. Uh, that unlike a, a lot of other places, they have the longest home winning streak in football right now. Uh, Dak in half of his last 24 starts, Incredible. there was like 40 points, which Incredible is just absurd. Yeah. Um, so the, it, it would help if the Cowboys could get there, get some home field advantage. And in order for that to happen, Brian, uh, we're going to need to win a division. We're going to need to make some tweaks here. So as you look at this Dallas Cowboys team, is there anything, one or two things that you look at and go, man, this is something right here that, They've made these adjustments. Here's where I'm still waiting for an adjustment, and I'd love to see it happen. I would consider bringing Tony Pollard off the bench. Ooh, interesting. I'm sorry my voice is done from radio today. No, it, it, it please, made you please, very emotional. Bobby, I, I want to bring Tony Pollard off the bench. Please answer <laughs> my question. Yeah, uh, look, I think that uh, Tony Pollard, that's an interesting one to put out there is that and what's the, I'm the sure approach we'll get there ripped for, for it here, but no, nah, what, what's the, what's, what's the line of thinking there for you? Do you think it's just, it's a alleviates pressure from him? Is it about starting or is it more about splitting reps to you? What, what is it that you have in mind specifically? Kind of feel like that Rico Dowdle will give you a little bit of that juice to start the game. You know, when you really, when you need to kind of get a little rhythm with your blocking, maybe a little rhythm for Mike as a play caller. He's obviously got some rhythm with his quarterback throwing the football, you know, maybe there's some running plays. He could pop some runs. We had a that flip play was a positive play for him. Twenty one yards made somebody miss. You know, I think it's a little bit different when you're calling ball plays and it's second and five, second and four all day. You know, I think I think your quarterback can thrive in that. Uh, I think that Rico Dowdle is finally. And gosh, I'm just going to say this, but here we go. Knock on wood. And Good, if you can watch me on video, I'm hitting on my forehead right now. But knock on wood, Rico Dowdle, I, I didn't want to say it. 
Anyway, he's playing. I, I don't even want to say what I was going to say about that because I don't want to. No, you let it up. You knocked on wood. Now you got to say it, Brian. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I am not going to say it because I've, I've, no, I'm not going to say it. Everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. This kid is availability. It's about availability, and he is he is doing a great job with availability right now. I'm going to hand him the football. I'm going to get in a rhythm running the football. I'm going to get the offensive line some confidence uh, that, you know, hey, we're running the ball, we're running the ball, we're having some success. I'm going to pop Tony Pollard in there. I'm not talking about the Tony Pollard coming in the second series like he used to do when, when Zeke was around. I'm talking yeah. about, no, it's like – it's a run, it's a run, it's a run. Boom, put Pollard in there. Let's go. Okay, it's a run. Take him out. Put a pass in there. Pass, pass. Run again. You know, I'm I'm just kind of I'm rotating those guys in there, but I'm trying to find a little rhythm. And I think Rico Dowdle running the ball will give you a little bit better rhythm, and I think it will help the offensive line get going in a game. You know, with some positivity that the tight ends are blocking, the tackles are blocking, your center's doing a good job of getting a second level, and you're getting the cut that you need. You know, I think if the Cowboys would find some success running the ball early, I think it would help them throughout the day. Instead, then they've been getting in some. You know, people will tell you maybe Pollard's a little anxious trying to hit the hole. You know, he feels the pressure. He's getting the money. You know, he's he's trying to make some things that. You know, they're not blocking great for him, but he's not seeing the holes either when they do block great. Yeah. So maybe Dowdle will give you a little bit of that, that little jump, juice, whatever you want to call it, and then you throw Pollard in there. Uh, Skip Pete said this, and, you know, Skip's now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Skip Pete was telling people, if you want Tony Pollard to be really, really good, have two backs, him and another back. And Skip's right. Yeah. Skip's absolutely right about that. What was different for you when the Cowboys were trying to figure out the Marion Barber, Julius Jones situation? They were pretty committed for a while there. That yeah, it, it I, was, wasn't, I wasn't it, on staff there. No, no, so no. I, but I can't, just I can't who, speak for right, that. Right, right, right. But it's just as somebody who who watched it, like because I know you weren't there at the time. But like as somebody right. who watched, oh, I wa- them no, play I was it, watching it. Yeah. So, I was so getting, what was because there was a, a big push for Barber to get the carries, and ultimately. When he kind of took on the lead role, he was not the the same effective back that he had been behind Julius Jones. What is it that that causes? We just talk about Dowdle and what he can bring being a lead. What is it that makes it beneficial for somebody to be the reserve? Like like it was seemingly beneficial for a guy like Mary maybe Barber. The, rest maybe. Of well, yeah, Bar- and Mary Barber. And if I'm right about this, Bobby, when he was at Minnesota, he was in a two back system where they Lawrence had Lawrence Maroney. Yeah, yeah, Lawrence Maroney. That's right. Good memory, Bobby. Great job. <laughs> but I, at least I remembered they had two backs. But uh, that that's kind of where maybe with Pollard, it, it it's that role of, okay, and, and, and Patrick Walker, who I work with on the break, and I think Patrick's got some really good ideas mm-hmm. about things. And he was thinking that maybe the load of having to be the primary back or the featured back is is – too hard on him. Now, I'll tell you one thing. This kid is a tremendous pass blocker now. He's got awareness. Yeah. and I mean, if you said, oh, we'll put him in when it's passing, because he does he, he does understand blitz pickup. He understands how to come across. He sticks his nose in there. He stays square. There's some things that he does that allows Dak to throw the ball. And that part of it, if you want to put him on the field for those things, I, I'm all for that because he has got a feel for that. But maybe as the primary back, 
the extra carries, the early pressure in the game, the freshness of a defense. Maybe there's some things that kind of sh- where he's used to being, and he even did this at, at Memphis, right? Him, yeah. Henderson, I remember those guys. You know, it was like there was kind of a rotating system of what they were doing. And, and I think that's where he was never really the primary guy. And we were all screaming for him to be the primary guy. But in reality, maybe he's the guy that needs to be the secondary guy. Let let a let a let somebody start the game for him, get the get things going, and then insert him into the lineup and let him take advantage of that. I got two things, Brian, that I'd like to to see here uh, for the team, and I got one on offense and one on defense. First one on defense, and they've already started to do it a little bit, at least this past week. I'm I'm really curious, other than just the introduction of Donovan Wilson back in the lineup, why Wanye Thomas became such an afterthought. Mm. Because he's been a good player for them, mm-hmm. and he played a lot in the slot against the Giants the other day. Sure um, and so, I, I mean, he was getting opportunities a little bit here. I, I'd like to see him get more involved. What do you think happened there? Because he was playing – was it just the, the snaps became hard to come by when Wilson came back and they were really liking what Bell was doing? Yeah, I think that uh... – I think if, and I'm not a huge PFF guy, but if you look at the ratings from where the safeties have been, mm-hmm. they've been much lower than what we saw last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people are throwing at me, well, what's your problem with Malik Hooker? Wasn't Malik Hooker rated like a 80 something, high 80, one of the best? Now he's down 70 something. I mean, still. I think everybody's down in the safety Everybody's group down in that safety group. Yeah. You know, to me with Wanye, I mean, I think it's about trust, but how could you not trust him? Because every time he goes out there, he, man, he gets that interception the other day, you know, and that's very much a, it's very much like an old David Irvin when you play 16 plays and you, you get two turnovers, you know, or you, or you get two sacks or something like that. But he he's a guy that's always around the ball. He's physical. He's he's aware of where he needs to be. Uh, you don't see him bust. At least my my eyes don't see a bust player. A bust when I mean busting assignments. Yeah. Not not a not a, a poor player. But uh, man, I want to see him play more. I really do. I think he he's so emotional and but he's he's locked into where he needs to be. You know, and I. The fact he's the personal protector will tell you he's a smart guy because he has to sort everything out. You know, the Cowboys have one of the best special teams units in the league when you look overall. Bones has done a great job this year, and and those guys. By the way, it's funny. I was talking to somebody today about bringing back Kelvin Joseph. No, Brian. No. Everybody's against me on this Kelvin Joseph thing. I do have one guy. I do have one guy that's with me. One guy's with me. You want to know who that is? Kelvin Joseph? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> who's who's with me on Kelvin Joseph? Bones. Damn right he is. Bones. He lost Goodwin. He lost Goodwin. He, he's a fantastic gunner. No doubt about it, Brian. I, I'm saying, but you know what? What's going to happen is Will's going to have to like, Will's going to have to handle Bones, and McCarthy's probably going to say, I don't want him, and DQ's going to say, I don't want him, and Jerry Jones, who... Always loves his special teams coaches, and we've had some we've had some legendary guys here. When you start to you know, when you have when you talk about Joe Alvazano 
and and Joe D. Camillus. You know, we've had some got Bones Fossil. These guys are like they when it comes to personnel and they're trying to fight for their guys, they could be pretty persuasive. So I yeah. guarantee you, Lee uh Will McClay is now right now thinking of ways to how to block Bones Fossil from making an assault to get to Jerry to get uh, get Kelvin Joseph back on this team. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't doubt it. But Bones, I, I, I I agree with you, man. It's about the players. Go get the player. Go get that player. Water under the bridge, Brian. Here's my other recommendation. Wanya Thomas is one. Here's I my love, other recommendation. I love more Wanya Thomas, by the way. And here, and this is this is the one we haven't gotten yet. I want to see Brian. I want to see more of the Michigan tight end. That's what I want. <laughs> I do a show with Eric Chiafalo on 105.3 The Fan, as we mm-hmm. all well know, the G-Bag Nation. He, he came out and said, and I think it's tongue-in-cheek. I don't think he's being serious. Well, maybe he is. He's saying, uh, proclamation, do not throw another ball to Luke Schoonmaker. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm glad you said that, Brian, because that was my setup the entire time. I want to see more of the Michigan tight end, and I mean Sean McEwen. Here's the thing: is that I I I need to see while while you're dealing you with Hendershot, Michigan tight end. All right, while you're while you're dealing with Hendershot, issues, you're a look, jackass. <laughs> look, I, I'm a big Schoonmaker fan. I, yeah. I think Schoonmaker is still trying to find his footing. And look, maybe yeah. maybe that comes just with reps, and maybe he needs the reps. Yeah. I think I it's hate like, the word hey, maybe maybe. No, but here here's here, here's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying that because it's like maybe I'm just a jackass and I don't know what I'm talking about here. But I think that. That's Remember, not a he truthful missed, thing you've said in 11 weeks. He missed so much of training camp and, and, and the, and the yeah. offseason program because of the injuries that he was dealing with that I wonder if it's like, hey, you know what? Let's, get you, let's just get you focused. Instead of on game plans, let's just get you in the classroom for a little bit. Mm-hmm. McEwen's been here. McEwen's a guy that has been in the backyard for four years. He's somebody who he can step in. He can block uh, just as well right now. He's, you know, you, there, there's not a lot that you're getting in the passing game, but whatever you need in the passing game, he and Dak have worked together. They know each other. That That's that's their eyes. He's, he's right tipping now, a ball across the middle. In the I just personally right now, Brian, would say put Sean McEwen in for a couple weeks. Let Schoonmaker get the time in the classroom that he didn't get and the time in the classroom, honestly, that uh, Tolbert could have used last year that he didn't get to get. And then he was just kind of putting it. Schoonmaker and Tolbert are in very similar situations. And I remember you brought that up when Schoonmaker first got hurt. You said, hey, this is what happened to Tolbert last year. He yeah. got hurt early, missed meaningful time. God, I wanted so to be Brian, wrong. Brian, here's that's that's where I'm going with this one, is I'm saying give McEwen those tight end two reps that you need to hand out during the game and just let yeah. Schoonmaker stay in the classroom the next few weeks. Okay, here's my – and I, I appreciate you throwing me the curveball and I swung and missed. Uh, <laughs> that was the, the point. That's why I said the Michigan tight end. I was yeah, wanting you, you to do that. Yeah, you did. You drew me off sides. Good Dan Marino, John Elway hard <laughs> count on that one. Hot, 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 hot. I think to me uh, with Schoonmaker, this is where I was wrong about Schoonmaker. I really believed in my evaluation of Schoonmaker that he was a plug-and-play blocker. I, that's what I believed. That's I been believe, that me too. That's I been, believed. I believed that he could be. I watched Michigan run the football. I watched Blake Corum. I still watch Michigan run the football. You know, for 190 something yards and all that. A lot of that went behind Luke Schoonmaker. A lot of that behind a Joe Moore winning offensive line that they had at, at Michigan. Luke Schoonmaker, as good of a college blocker that he was, it's not translated 
that way here in the NFL. I think there's things that he's – I think he could tie people up. I think he can give – he gives really good effort. I don't think his technique is particularly great at times. Uh, you know, the the holding call he got was unfortunate. But I, th- I really, really believe with all my heart that he was going to be plug-and-play blocker. And that, and that's just not the case. Not right now. Not right oh. now. No, it's and, and right I, I I missed on that too. Uh, hopefully, he just gets those, you know, that that time to, you know, continue yeah, to grow. And like, like we said, drop some balls too. Well, and and, and yeah. look, we 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 talked about this last week a little bit. That this is proving to be tight end is proving to be a position that still takes some time to to grow into and and to be the pro that you're going to be. There's just some some stuff. So that's just where I'd be right now. Well, get the, the get the guy who's Dalton Schultz. Of, yeah, Dalton Schultz, who absolutely disdains me, and I don't blame him for that. But, you know, Dalton Schultz, the first, you know, year, two, you know, I was like, well, I was throwing a lot of dirt on Dalton Schultz. Dalton yeah. Schultz, and who, who ever thought that Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown would be the two primary receivers for a team on the rise in Houston? Congratulations yeah. to both those guys, too. They're both playing great. But the, yeah. but the thing about it is, I really misevaluate Schoonmaker. I, I think he can. I think he can be what you want him to be. It's of course it's not right now, and he's a second round pick. But I miss the evaluation of him being a plug and play player. That's 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 my sin for Luke Schoonmaker. Well, we'll see uh, how much longer it takes him to 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 fall into that rhythm and and get what he needs to. I still I still believe Luke Schoonmaker can be a good player. So not throwing dirt on the guy yet, but. Uh, you know, we'll you just, do have just the, give, you'd, you'd have your foot on the shovel. I can tell. Uh, no, not foot on the shovel, but go ahead and give those reps to a guy who's been in the building for a little bit. Let let Schoonmaker take some more time in the classroom. That's just where let let Schoonmaker, uh, you know, spend the first. Uh, Let's get Peyton minutes. Hendershot back. How about that? that uh, we, we, we could use that, too. Uh, yeah. You're listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.